This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Reach System. Are you ready to exponentially reach more profitable customers? Launching and hosting your own show is your proven best solution for networking, client attraction, and establishing your celebrity expert brand. Visit www.podcastreachsystem.com and claim your rightful place as the leading star of your industry so you make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Right now, we are speaking with Linda Sterling, who is the founder of The Publishing Circle, and she has a list of accomplishments longer than my left arm. Uh, for the sake of brevity, I cannot say the whole thing here, but I do encourage you to go to brilliancepluspassion.com and read the full episode description where this will all be posted if you're checking in through something like apple Podcasts or spotify or youtube or anywhere else where you can find brilliance plus passion podcast anyway linda works with writers to help them create long-term life-affecting income from their books and the opportunities that can arise from being an author this is one-third the answer to the first question but we'll get the other two-thirds from you in a second Linda's background includes managing major metropolitan newspapers and magazines, running three publishing companies, and raising millions of dollars in sponsorships. As a speaker, she has shared the platform with notables such as a name that comes up frequently in our podcast initiative live streams and everything podcasting, Guy Kawasaki, also Jenneth Blackert, Colin Tipping, and Harrison Klein, and probably more people that I've actually met, and has addressed several Fortune 500 companies. She's the international best-selling author of 55 books under her name as well as pseudonyms. So ooh, that's got me really curious. At any rate, Linda Sterling, welcome aboard. Thank you so much, Adam. It truly is a delight to be here. All right. First of all, how does the work you do benefit and make the world a better place for your clients, customers, and society at large? Well, let me start with a kind of a, a brief description of how big publishing consistently works. So I'm going to put on my holier-than-thou voice and say yep. it's kind of like this. If we bestow upon you the privilege of being accepted, I know then we works. will make <laughs> all the decisions pay you maybe three to 5% and we'll pay you that a year later if your book sells, but that's really going to be up to you because you have to do uh, create a marketing plan and do all of the marketing plan. So before we deign to accept you, submit that marketing plan. Great. <laughs> so, so I'll take off that 
pet and say that I wanted to change that paradigm. And how I did that was I created a company where we work with the authors and pay much higher royalties. That allows more authors to entertain, educate, and here's the important part to me and I think to authors, make equally as much from their work as the publisher makes. Yes. And I'd, I'd like to see every publisher adopt this model, but one company is a start. Exactly. So just to be clear, and I ask this because there are so many publishing companies out there. I have two clients that are involved in this industry as well, uh, and they take it from perhaps different approaches that you do. What exactly is it that you do do? Well, I publish um, a wide variety of genres, so I really pick not only books, but authors that I like, because yep. I know I'm going to be working with them for a long, long time. But sometimes people aren't a great fit. Um, either their books aren't quite the fit, or maybe they just want to self-publish. So I have a second arm that teaches them how to use the same tools that I use as a publisher and self-publish their own books. Exactly. So in your experience, what are three of the most common frequently asked questions that people bring up when they're discovering more about what you do and how it can benefit them? Well, there's three questions they always ask. How can you make my book be a New York Times bestseller? Uh-huh. <laughs> can you book me on national TV? And here's, and they phrase this in different ways, but basically it's, how soon will I get rich from my book sales? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that, That's a good one. Now, uh, one of the secrets, and I think it's an open secret at this point, this may not be the case you know, across the board, but New York Times, New York Times bestsellers, I'm going to bring up an example, and I'm not getting political with this, I'm just using an example. Uh, two years ago, Donald Trump Jr. Uh, released his book called Triggered, uh, and it became a New York Times bestseller. I think it was actually number one for a few days. Now, somebody found a stack of cartons of these books that were in Charlie Kirk's office, that Charlie Kirk's organization had bought in huge amounts of bulk to hand out to his followers. Mm -hmm. And they're making out this like some kind of scandal. But then I'm thinking, you know, Journeys to Success and Millennial Edition, an international bestseller of which I'm a participant, is, part, is the author's. Part of the deal was we were expected to buy a box of those books ourselves and all buy them on the same day. Mm -hmm. Some bestsellers or organic some are i don't want to use the word manufactured even though this is, looks like but the fact is is bulk sales frequently drive this so you find an organization that supports you you find speaking engagements where part of the deal is they buy copies of the you know 100 copies of the book to hand out to their participants and i just want to share these examples just to get people thinking about the fact that it's not necessarily about, I'm going to put up a website, I'm going to say I have a book, and my cash register is just going to ding, 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 all day long. It's going to come in these big bursts. So just in terms of the marketing, I want people to think about that. And that stuff is not bad. That's just the reality of how it is. And at the same time, it does get your book into people's hands. So if one of your supporters buys 20 cartons of your books to hand out to their supporters or the person who's booked you to be on your stage buys 100 copies for the audience, they're actually helping you get sales. You got the sale. It just came from the bulk purchaser. And the message is still getting into the hands of thousands of people. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. there's a bunch of different ways to do that. And I can tell you a a little secret is if you have an extra $150,000 lying around, I can guarantee you can get on the New York Times bestseller (laughs) list. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot to it. And that may be the topic of a separate interview on my other podcast. Let's keep that in mind, possibly. So what are three questions you wish people would ask you? Ooh, I wish they would start with, what do you do that's different from any other publisher? Then um, what can I expect when working with you? And then um, I'm going to sneak two in this last one. Can I get my book in bookstores and how widely will it be distributed? That's a big one. That's mm-hmm. a big one. Um, and, you know, one of the secrets is theoretically just about any book can be get, gotten in any bookstore because the clerk can go to Amazon and buy it for you. Yes. Um, if if it's available in the right ways. So uh-huh. there's there's some other intricacies of setting up your book. It's not just setting up your book on Amazon. So we're planting a little seed there. So uh, we'll mm-hmm. come back to we'll come back to that. So at this point, what I want to do is I want to ask a few questions to help people just understand you a little bit better. And let's have some fun with this. Okay. So uh, first of all, what would people who know you be surprised to learn about you? Most people don't know what a um, gardening fanatic and flower hybridizing fanatic I am. Mm -hmm. And that passion of mine, it it extends to helping other people build gardens that they can both enjoy and have a place to produce healthy food. Um, One of the things that I don't think very many people know about is um, I started building community gardens when people would walk by my property and they'd talk about how beautiful it was and how they just wished that they had a place to grow their own food and grow some flowers. Well, right across the street from me at the at the time, and I'm not at that property right now, but at the time, that was a, a huge space that was just filled with berry vines and weeds. It was owned mm-hmm. by the city. So I went uh, to the city with a proposal with projected costs and uh, a fully roughed out plan. And um, that resulted in a beautiful uh, community garden that is well used to this day. Um, And then another project that was probably the most heart fulfilling that I don't think more than a handful of people know about is I helped um, low-wage young Latino parents create a community garden so that they could supplement oh. their food. And seeing the the little kids with their trucks and their plastic mm-hmm. uh, garden utensils, that still gives me joy. To think I love that. it. I love it. So <laughs> what what do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? She's kind, she listens, and you couldn't ask for a better friend. All I, all I need to do is I need to get my cat, Princess Alessandra, to stop putting her paw on my keyboard and we'll be solid. <laughs> She's my supervisor, even though she... She occasionally makes appearances on the screen, but most of the time she's actually sitting right over to the left here. Uh, and I like, and I don't mind when she does that because at least she's not knocking around the webcam. 
But right now, I just need her to keep her paw off so Daddy can see what he's doing. That's a good girl. That's a good supervisor. But anyway, uh, getting back to you, uh, if you go back in time and change one thing that you did or one thing that happened, what would it be and why? Um, I would have started um, the publishing circle in 2008 instead of four years ago. And 2008 is when publishing really changed when Amazon became a player. And I couldn't quite figure out the model that I wanted at that time. But I wish I'd started then because I really love publishing the way that I am now. Yeah, yeah. So what famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet? And if you had the opportunity, what would you ask them? That would be, there's a lot, but I think I'd first talk with Louise Hay. So she founded Hay House Publishing. Yep. She was, uh, yeah, she was uh, almost 60 years old when she started the company. And I'd like to know what she did to grow her company so quickly. I think we could have a good conversation. Seems like there's also a commonality. She started a little bit later, and you, by your own admission, said you started a little bit later. It's just when the it's just when the alignment came into place for you is when you did it. You could Absolutely. have done it in 2008. There's, there's a lot of things that, with hindsight, I would have done in 2008 or even sooner. But uh, part of what makes us valuable is we help people share their voices. Um, you through helping people publish their books, me through helping people launch their podcasts where they become the voice of folks and help them see some of the questions they should be asking and express some of the things that otherwise they may not find themselves able to say. It's the mm-hmm. idea of jumping first. And as I like to say, as the host of my other show, the Business Creators Radio Show, to my listeners, I am your voice. I'm, nice. I'm the person who says that thing that you'd love to say because it could really bring on a great conversation. I'll be the one to do it. Love it, love it, hate it, whatever. But that's just where I'm at. What motivates you and inspires you to keep going when you hit a tough time or face a challenge? Well, this will kind of expose exactly how old I am, but um, it would be my children, my grandchildren, and four little great-granddaughters. So I ask myself if if I am really doing everything that I can to leave a legacy for them that shows them how their lives can be richer by doing valuable work, uh, work that they enjoy, and supporting the work of others at the same time. Great. That's fantastic. Now, I know you have a special gift for our listeners, and I'm going to share that with them in a minute. You also have an opportunity for our listeners that I'm going to share on your behalf in a minute. But in general, right now, as people finish up listening to this, what is one action you would like them to take the moment they click done? Well, I have a motto, and my motto is, in all you do, be the blessing. So I would have listeners ask themselves, who can I bless with my time with a sincere compliment or some kind of kindness that never needs to be acknowledged? That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You should, you should uh, engrave that on memes and share it if you haven't done so already. Okay. And all you do be the blessing is pretty out there yeah. for me. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. So uh, thank you so much for joining us today, first off. Now, before you go, uh, I said that you had a little something for our listeners, so I'm going to reveal it now. Everybody who's listening to this episode or watching this episode right now, depending on where you're at, go to www.thepublishingcircle.com. What you're going to see when you get there is a checklist 
for choosing a publisher and what it does, it helps you learn what publishers don't disclose. And you gave us a couple little teasers there that have me a little bit curious. So you can ask the right questions and make informed choices. So you can get a free copy, just enter your name and email, and you'll get some other information about publishing as well. So it's a great place to start if this is something you're interested in, in this type of publishing, this way of getting your voice heard. And with that, Linda Sterling, Thank you so much for being with us once again. It's been an honor, and believe me, an education. You're so welcome, and thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Oh,